up, everybody? It's your girl, Constance Annan, and my girl, Benice. Okay, and you guys know what it is. It's Wednesday. So Wednesdays are dedicated to us talking about God and doing Bible study. So um, if you missed out on last week's episode, we're just going to recap and let you know that this week we decided to read James 1, uh, verses 12, instead of Hebrews 4, verses, I think, what, 14 through 16. Yeah. Right. We went over that last week. So we just decided to skip that. And so we're doing James 1 verses 12 today. And uh, before we hop into it, we're going to do what we always do and pray. And I will lead the prayer this morning. Father God, I thank you so much for um, waking us up and breathing life into us and allowing us to live another day. Um, God, uh, as we come together to read your word. I pray, Lord, that we're able to interpret it the way that you've intended for us to do. I pray, that, I pray, Lord, that our hearts, souls, and minds, and ears are open to fully receive your word. And, um, you know, we love you. We appreciate you. We're so blessed to be able to serve a God like you. Thank you, God, for everything that you've done. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. So let us begin. So it's a really short verse. So I can actually just read the verse for you guys today because it's literally just one verse. Um, so I'm reading from the King James Version, and James 1 verse 12 is, blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to him, to them that love him. Okay, what did you take away from that verse B? Um, for this one, I had to read the uh, NIV, because it oh, was... Okay. The verbiage was a little too strong for me. Like, I got the gist of it, you know, from the King James basically saying, you know, like, it just reminded me of the prayer where it's just like, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, basically. Like, you know, not to be tempted. But honestly, for me, I had to, that one verse just wasn't really enough for me like um I had to go and like read the whole entire chapter chapter yeah right. for it to really sink in right and so um after reading the chapter would you gather um a whole lot uh I'm reading keeping up on it with my phone that's why I keep looking down but <laughs> um but basically like with temptation to just like I got the main gist of it which is to not be like caught off by temptation because like it's not like it's like a test of your faith or whatever and um and that like once you get through the test or whatever like you'll be good and like the the thing that stuck out to me where it was just saying like when tempted in verse 13 it was like when tempted no one should say God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it's full grown, gives birth to death. And I was just like, whoa, like, you know, basically like the whole going down the rabbit hole type of thing, Like, like once you start opening yourself up to temptation like the only it only leads to negativity right 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 um so just like you I had to read the whole uh chapter as well and as I was reading 
I think it's verse two. Verse two was when it introduces temptation into, like it sets the, it sets the uh, premise or setting of, you know, it sets the tone. Thank you. It sets the tone of um, this reading. And verse two says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation, Uh, knowing this, that you, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. And so I had to look up what diverse temptation was because I was confused. And so diverse is like another, like an old way of spelling diverse. And um, I also looked up temptation because I was so confused as to what it meant by temptation. Like, why should I be happy if I'm being tempted? And um, I did a bunch of research just throughout the internet, just trying to see what um, temptation really meant in the Bible. And it is used in several different cases. In some cases, it's used to talk about like literally being enticed into sin. And then in other cases, temptation is being used to speak about trials and tribulations. And so um, in this uh, chapter specifically, I believe it's talking about trials and tribulations because I also did look at the NIV version. And let me pull that up right now just so I don't, or you have the NIV, y'all, don't you? Can you yeah. read verse two for me, please? Yeah, it says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of any kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Right. So again, there it talks about how it's a trial and tribulation. And so that stuck out to me because um, I just recently went through a series of trials and tribulations, which I realized did bring me, um, did force me to have to work on my faith and patience. Although I know we're not talking about verse two, that is what set the context for me as far as the rest of the verse goes. So I, I instead of looking at this as, um, uh, as being enticed and led into sin, I kind of took it as temptation, meaning trials and tribulations, this go around, um, and diverse and diverse meaning diverse. So different types of, um, trials and tribulations, different types of temptations, not just that one that we are so, um, that we, you know, automatically think defaultly whenever it comes to temptation. So back to verse 12. Sorry. Bro, I ain't even gonna hold you. Like verse twelve was like cool and all, but it was the rest of the chapter. It was the rest of the chapter that was speaking, right? But um, just really quickly back to verse twelve. Um, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. So if we're using temptation, or if we're thinking about temptation in the way that I just spoke about, as far as trials and tribulations, blessed is the man that endureth trials and tribulations or temptation. For when he has tried, he shall receive the crown of life or which uh, the Lord had promised them. And it's like in these trials and tribulations, I, I guess you have to read the whole chapter to fully get this, but in trials and tribulations, that's when character is built and that's when faith is restored. And that's when, um, you know, you learn patience. And I think that uh, it just really meant a lot to me because like I said, this year I went through so much as far as trials and tribulations, as I would say, and it definitely, uh, it definitely um, helped my personal growth and my relationship with God. You know, it changed my perception of faith. It changed my uh, view on patience. And it just, um, I don't know, it just, uh, it led me closer to God, you know? And so I think that that's really what 12 is saying. So don't cry about these, you know, these trials and tribulations. Well, that's what verse two is saying, be happy, because this is something that's going to lead to something good. And verse 12 is saying that like, um, through these trials and tribulations, you are rewarded, you know? But yeah, throughout the whole, uh, the, it's the whole chapter just talking about, um, I guess, like, when basically having faith and these trials and tribulations are going to bring you to faith. And when you pray in faith, I think verse six really stuck out to me, but let, or, okay. First of all, verse five is like, let him, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth 
to all men liberally and unbraideth not and it shall be given to him so we can ask for wisdom i think it's interesting that the Bible, that this verse talks about asking god for wisdom because a lot of us would like pray to god for anything and this uh verse specifically talks about like literally wisdom and then moves on to something else and i think that's important it's so like you know knowledge and wisdom wisdom is power like you need to have wisdom to discern so many different things that are thrown at you especially with trials and tribulations you need to be able to have that wisdom to discern like hey this is god putting me through the ringer to get me to another level of where i need to be to fulfill his destiny for me you know what i'm saying so i think um being um conscious or aware of the fact that praying for wisdom is something that is beneficial or something that you should do is good but i really wanted to talk about the next verse which yeah, I was just about to, <laughs> or do you want to take it away on the uh, next verse? yeah i mean i guess i guess because the next verse is what made that the um verse five with wisdom resonate for me because it's something that i find myself doing where it says like but when you ask you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind and that person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. I was like, right. goodness, like most of the time when I'm praying for like this guidance or just wisdom and, you know, I'm hearing or seeing what's being said, like, or not even that, like, I'm just super doubtful. I'm quick to doubt instead mm -hmm. of just being able to like, just believe that, you know, he'll come take these burdens off of me type right. stuff. Like, um, if anything, like, the way I took this like whole thing like surrounding verse 12 was more or less like a how-to guide on like how to not be troubled with you know the trials and tribulations that you go to because when I read the King's James Version it was giving me more of like a temptation of like the common way of thinking temptation but then when I read the NIV that's where I was just kind of like, oh, well, this is more than just that. And then, like, when I read further into it, um, like, what is it? On verse 19, where it's like, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to Love speak. Love that verse. And, yeah, because that is literally me. Like, I'm working on being slow to, um, uh, slow to speak. But uh, with the whole slow to becoming angry, no, like yeah. that is a, a process. But it's just like, like, you know, be, it goes further in 20 where it's like, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. And I was just like, dang. Right. But, um, but yeah, like, <laughs> sorry, I know I went off a little there, but the, the whole chapter for me was just more like a how-to guide, like a how, a way of how I can get through all of the stuff that he's putting me through and recognizing that like you know only the good stuff comes from him like mm -hmm. i think it even says it in right. the chapter i cannot pinpoint which verse it I is think it's 13 let no man or no 14 but every man is tempted when he no 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 no, no. 13 let no man say no uh 17 every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and coming down from the father of lights with whom is no variableness neither shadow of turning yes yeah yes. hold and, up i want to oh go ahead oh no go ahead, go ahead. i want to talk about um that ver. uh i think from verse so i guess we can look at 12 through 16 and like uh, let's look at temptation as the trials and tribulations and it's like uh let okay so let's really talk about thir like we'll look at 13 and down let no man say when he is tempted i am tempted of god for god cannot be tempted with evil nor tempted 
he any man but every man is tempted when he is drawn away from his own lust and enticed like those trials and tribulations we kind of put ourselves in it's our lust and it's our um you know unclean desires or whatever that brings us to uh sin or brings us to this uh realm of temptation and i mean god is just not to blame it's really us and this is not saying to blame yourself but just being aware that uh we are the ones that put ourselves in this situation yeah you know and it's god that's gonna pull us out of it you know it just really resonated with me because i'm telling you like i'm not ready to fully talk about all that i went through this year but i went through so much and when i look back it was um it was me that did it yeah like and i feel like that's the hardest pill to swallow when it comes to just following faith and everything because everyone like how it says in verse 13 where it says when tempted no one should say god is tempting me like that hit me so hard because i feel like when shit is like hitting well sorry when it's okay but when it's hitting the fan you're like god are you freaking serious right now Yeah, like what is going on right now i be i just be i be thinking like it got to be a reason why x y and z is happening but then like once i move through that trial and like come out on the other side i realize like dang like i could have prevented myself from doing a lot of that stuff if i just would have been um fast to listen slow to speak and slow to anger like literally like if i would have just relaxed and it's something that kind of that i like jump around with with just the christian faith and everything because i feel like we're so quick because how you said with you know when we're going through stuff don't like blame like don't blame yourself but i feel like we'd be so quick to try to put the blame, blame on somebody on. else like it's god's right. doing it it's right. such a doing it when in reality we lack accountability like everyone's just like how can god let all of this stuff happen but it's right. just like what do you do what right. were the choices that you were making that led you into this place like exactly. it it just starts you know with within you know what exactly. i'm saying like, no, yeah, I think you said it beautifully. That is definitely, um, that was a big takeaway for me. So as far as the verse 12 meaning something to me, it wasn't necessarily the verse, but like you said, it was all of the everything um, surrounding that verse meant so much to me and it really resonated with me. Um, another thing that kind of stuck out to me was verse, uh, let's see, uh, verse nine through 11 uh, let the brother of low degree rejoice in that he is exalted, but the rich in that he is made low because of the flower of the grass, he shall pass away. For the sun is no sooner risen with a burning heat, but it withereth the grass and the flower thereof falleth and the grace of the fashion of it perisheth. So also shall the rich man fade away in his ways. And that kind of stuck to me because it's like, it just takes me back again to like worldly sorrows or things, things of this earth just don't matter. And it's like the one thing that's guaranteed. And the one thing that we are reminded of is the fact that we will die. And while, first of all, I kind of battle with this also, like the Bible does um, make it a point to speak about how like, it's easier for like a poor man to make it into heaven rather than a uh, rich man, you know, and I, you know, I strive to be rich. I'm like, you know, what is the disconnect here? Why can't I be rich and be a follower of God. But I think it's just really being so focused on the materialistic things and not so much on your spiritual connection with God. It's the lack of humility. Yeah, the lack of humility. Thank you. Yeah, and I think that that is something important. But it just stuck with with me because again, there's a reminder that like um, the only thing that is promised is death. And we as Christians know what we believe at the end of death. So it doesn't even make sense to be dwelling and focusing on the things of this earth. It's so much more important to focus on 
know God. God. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't know why with God comes humility and humbleness. I don't know why those are all intertwined, to be honest. But I guess it's because through those trials and tribulations, when you're down at your lowest point, the only person that's there for you is God. And that sense of humility, when you don't want to share it, just how I talked about, I'm not even ready to share it. In that sense, it's like the only person or the only thing that was able to get me through that point was God. Yeah, so it, like, I feel like I feel like it's because during that low point, you you find like a newfound, um, because you know I went through a whole lot of stuff too, girl. We in right. the same boat, right? Like, being at that lowest point, you have like a newfound appreciation for literally the simplest things in your life, like, mm-hmm. and that is where the humility comes because it's like once you once you come out on the other side you already making the mental note, like, I don't want to ever go back to that point again. Right. So then I feel like you become more cautious of, like, how some of the old, the other passages that we were reading was saying, like, you know, just being cautious with your words and how much conviction they have and, you know, just being more aware and attentive to your spirit. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, right. I agree. I definitely agree. Um, trying to see if there's anything else in here that stuck out to me I kind of feel like we touched it was such a short it was a short read altogether but it was like I think when I said that it was one pass one verse and the thing I was just like what the heck and then when I looked at all of the other things that we're supposed to read for the challenge like this is the only verse I mean yeah from the book of James that's even listed on there so that's kind of what compelled me to read more into it because it's just like it's got to be more than just this like, right 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 let me look back oh at go ahead the, i know what part stuck out for me which the very end of the chapter verse 26 where it's like those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves and their religion is worthless religion that god our father accepts as pure and faultless is this oh not verse 27 was good not trying to take away from it but it was really verse 26 that um that did it because I feel like if anything I don't know like I do consider myself religious but as far as keeping a tight rein on like what I'm saying and everything like that I don't it's a process on that and then the idea that I'm like deceiving myself like playing myself essentially in this faith was just kind of um I don't know, like, I felt attacked. Let's just say that. I felt attacked. But it was, like, a good, it was a realization that it brought to me, more or less. Like, that was the takeaway from that. Yeah. I don't know why when I read that. When I read that, I did not think of me. I never think of me whenever <laughs> whenever it talks about, like, people being, quote-unquote, hypocritical or whatever. I just never think it, it pertains to me. Um, but I guess I also don't really consider myself religious which is like, you know, I consider myself like a follower of God, but as far as religion, yeah, I don't even really like saying spiritual. I just know I'm a follower of God, more so not religion, because like the idea of Christianity was painted to me by somebody else. And I'm like taking this time to rebuild my own perception of my relationship with God. So like everything that I was taught, not that anything, there was anything wrong about it, but like I'm learning to look at it in another light. So I just kind of don't consider myself, uh, religious I guess until I get to the like until I uncover everything about God that I need to know I just kind of I don't know like I just don't title myself as anything 
not even really spiritual, just somebody that follows God, that reads his word and that is trying to be the best Christian. I guess if I have to put a title on it, that's what it is. But I don't like, I don't know. Anyways, back to the point. I, um, when I read that, I just didn't, did not think of me. And I just find it interesting that I, for whatever reason, whenever the Bible talks about this stuff, I never think about it. I have brought it up to you and Brianna the other week too. Y'all had like felt so like convicted by something. And I was like, oh, that just doesn't pertain to me. Like, I just saw it another way. But I mean, it, it, it probably is me. And there's a reason why I'm not connecting with it. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Anyways, why did you feel? It was just the fact that you feel like you're not uh, falling in line with everything that you say or what? Yeah, like, um, kind of like, I don't know, every time I read, I always think, for some reason, I'll just be like, he talking about me, like, it's just me, but, um, but I don't know, like, I feel like I walk around, and I'm like, yeah, I believe in God, I'm a follower, I read, you know what I'm saying, I'd be quick to tell people that I read, or that I fasted before, or whatever, but the realities of it is, I am... I don't know, lacking in it. Like, if anything, I'm playing myself. Because, like, in the earlier part of this chapter said about, um, uh, ding, 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 ding. Um, about if you lack wisdom and you ask for it, um, you must believe and not doubt it. Like, I'm constantly doing that. Like, I'm saying that I believe in God. And yet, when it's actually time to believe, I'm doubtful. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like, no, I understand. I do understand, but I think it's levels to it. And I think we touched on this another week. Uh, like previously, it was just like in different areas, depending on what you're praying for, like different areas of your life, you're able to like really just be so confident in God's ability to do stuff. And then other times it's not so much that you, not that you don't believe, but you just are a little hesitant. And I think it's more, well, speaking for me, I think it's more so rooted in the fact that this is a new um, thing for me like it's something that I've never had to ask God for before I've never like seen before so that's where the hesitation comes from and I'm not saying that that's okay but I just feel like it's levels to it and I think like I guess I'm not hard on myself because I understand that God does not expect us to be this 100% wholehearted well-rounded Christian today and I think it's all within its intention and you know the heart and that's what God is basing all of this on so I try not to beat myself up because like in the midst of me, like feeling like, oh my God, like God, can you do this? Or God, give me a sign. God also knows that I'm like battling with myself to say like, Constance, believe like God is going to handle this. I don't know. Does that, I don't even know if that really even touches based on what you're saying. Um, I don't know, but I get what you're talking about. That was another thing that I did. I guess we could talk about that verse too, because it is like, um, it is not alarming, but it's like important to know that like God is not going to answer it if you come at him, you know, without faith yeah and I think that explains why sometimes it takes a while to get or hear from God like you know to receive an answer from God is because God knows you're still battling with believing him and I think it's not until you actually let go that he's like all right boom go ahead and have yo yo and I've noticed that like I'll be going through some wild stuff right and I'll be so focused on like trying to control the situation and then the minute I like genuinely be like all right God right like it'll be like a it's like I don't know a whole different type of feeling that I have and then like uh I become aware of like you know I don't know just like it just seems like the situation gets handled once I actually just kind of 
relinquish my ideology surrounding it and just kind of like give up in a sense no yeah but do you see how it's like a process it's like it's not that you don't get or like god doesn't hear you he hears you he just needs you to do your part and if your part is accountability and realizing that you're being too doubtful and you need to let go then you know then you need to let go but it, it does eventually come to you and i think that that's something we as Christians, followers of God, whatever you want to call it, uh, have to recognize. Like, this is not an overnight process. And I think that's why it's so easy for me to just be like, I, okay, first of all, I think I should definitely have a little bit more accountability. Like, every time I speak with you and you talk about, you know, you recognize something and you realize that this verse in the Bible is talking about you and I'm like so detached from it, I think that is a little bit of an issue. So I got to focus on that on my own. But um, I think it's important to definitely have that sense of accountability and, um, be uh I forgot where I was going <laughs> be aware of um the fact that it's not an overnight process and like God is patient and I think I that I think that I understand that well enough so that that's why I'm like I don't want to say lackadaisical but like that's why I'm so like chill about it you know that I don't know if that's a good thing I just I don't know it's interesting to me that I just really I'm so detached from like all of that I don't know. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing. I think I need, I think I need maybe a little more, a little bit more accountability. But again, it's like, I am just aware that God is in my head and God hears me like, all right, man, I'm, you know, I'm letting go this time. And I actually let go. He sees it and I move on. I'm just like, okay with like learning my lesson and moving on and just like trying to do better with it. I don't know. I don't know. I got to focus on that. But, um, that that is a good verse to read that's that that was a good verse and it definitely stuck out to me like god is not answering you if you're not if you're doubtful so don't even come to him with doubt yeah i was yeah. a little shook when i read it because i was just like damn i need to do better no yeah but then it's like just the fact that like you will get it after okay so first of all that's why that's why praying for wisdom is good though because like with the wisdom you're able to discern or you're able to just like become more aligned with God and realize like, Hey, I don't need to be doubting right now, or I don't need to be worrying right now. It's nothing that I can do. God's going to take care of it. So boom, let go, you know? Yes. I don't know. All of that goes hand in hand. So like rather than, and okay, so that's why I just like that part that it's like, ask for wisdom. This isn't like ask for the car, ask for the girl, ask for the job, ask for da 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 da. No, like literally ask for wisdom. And with that wisdom, I believe comes um, patience, comes more faith comes a better ear to hear God, you know, and that's what you need in, able, in order to have or, you know, actively have faith. Yeah, so I think all, uh, what was, what verse is that? Uh, verse, what, four? I think four through seven, no, yeah, four through seven. Off, we can do four through nine, no, four through eight, because it's like a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. And that's another thing. Like when you come in doubt, you just so easy to be swayed. It says um, in verse six, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. Like when you don't have faith, you so easily like just swayed by anything and everything. So it's no point in you even trying to get something without faith because somebody's yeah. going to say something to you. It's other forces. Anything is just going to be talking to you and you're just going to be you know, and I've been in that position, like my brain, that overthinking, and you're like, oh my God, like, God, are you talking to me? God, are you not talking to me? Like, when you come to God with that mindset, you're not even going to be able to hear him talking to you because you're so distraught. Yes. So, um, yeah. So. Key takeaways from today's read, ask for wisdom, 
have faith. You don't even have no, you really don't have any business asking God for anything without faith, but you can always come to God even when you don't have faith. And through the temptation or trials and tribulations, he will get you to the point of realizing that like you need to have faith and you will, you know, be able to receive whatever it is that you need to hear from him or get from him or whatever. Um, what was another thing? Humility uh, is good. To be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become um, to become angry. That was the biggest takeaway for me. Right. What verse is that? Because that was a good one too. 19. Verse 19. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to listen. Like, yeah. 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 That was a good one. And to take accountability for and to y'all. Have accountability. Right. Right. And... Well, lastly, what was it? If any man among you seem to be religious and brittleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is in vain. You know, just be, uh, just have intention behind everything. And, you know, if you're going to say it, do it. Literally. So I think that this, was this verse a good verse? The verse was a good verse. I think just knowing that you are going to go through trials and tribulations, but you are the reason for that and God is going to pull you out of that. I think that's something to definitely hold on to. So verse 12 wasn't something to dismiss. It was good. Um, yeah, I think this whole entire read was good. For all of this. Yeah, yeah. Like you can't. There's no way you can read verse 12 and be like, all right, that's the end. I got it. You, you have to read all of it. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was good too. And um, I don't think I have anything else to add to today, but well, verse 22, be you doers of this world and not hearers, only deceiving your own selves. I wonder why things like that don't connect, like don't stick with me. Not that they don't stick with me, but to me, it's just another thing like, yeah, I know. Like, don't be hypocritical. Like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Uh, maybe. Can I ask you, like, what is it like, you be talking about, you say you're going to do it and then you don't do it. Like, what? Like, give me an example of something that's like, like, when you read that, what is it that came to mind? Like, why did you feel like that stuck out to you? Like, you're being religious, or, like, you feel like your religion is in vain? Like, you feel like you're not saying, or, excuse me, you're not doing what you say you do? Like, what is it that's throwing you off about, or what is it that resonates with you about that? Like, why do you get so, like, you feel attacked by things like that? Why is that? <laughs> which verse are you, which, which Sorry, uh, verse um, uh, 26. Sorry, I forgot. Oh, um because for me it's just like like and i equated it to like my like religious belief or whatever but the reality of it is like i was looking at it just with everything that i was doing in my life as far as just like um i don't know like essentially what i took away from that is just like stop playing yourself and for me i feel like i'm always in this mode of like self-sabotaging because I allow opposition to come in my life and like deter me from what it is I want to do, even though I'm talking like, you know, oh, this is what I want to do, X, Y, and Z. And then when it comes time around to do it, I have all of these like hangups about it and then never acting on it. And it's just kind of like, I don't know, like, the idea of like considering yourself to be something, but your actions and how you live in your life not being reflective of that is just I, something that I trouble myself with because I walk around and I'm like, yeah, I'm this, I'm not, I'm boom, boom, boom. But I don't know, like, I feel like I got to do a deeper analysis of that on myself. But like, it just, I can't really pinpoint why it resonated with me. Okay. But... 
and I didn't mean to put you on the spot either. I'm just really trying to understand. Like, it's not that I read those things and it's not like, oh, that doesn't apply to me. It's not like, that's not what I'm thinking. It's more so just like another, like, oh yeah, a reminder. Like if you're going to talk about God and say you live, breathe, eat, drink God, like, you know, like do it. And I feel like I'm doing it to the best of my ability. I honestly believe all of us are like, but like, that's what, that's like how I'm like learning to see God, especially when I'm like, cause right now I'm in the old Testament, you know, just reading. And like, when I see, um, people make mistakes or I see instances of things. And I know my, um, you know, the purpose of my life is not to be like those people in the Bible is to be, um, you know, like God, or to be as, as much of the person that God wants to be as wants me to be as possible. I'm using these examples to see how God moves. And it's just, I'm not even trying, it's not trying to like abuse his mercy, but just understanding that like, when you come back to him, he accepts you. And so like, that's what it is for me. you think, you, so you struggle with that, like understanding that he accepts you. Yeah. Cause it's Regardless. just like, I think I am a lot. I think that's just the difference between you and I is you are a lot more understanding of yourself, or at least you seem like that to me. Whereas with me, I am very hard on myself. Like if anything, like I'm my biggest critic I'm literally the only one in my life that's telling me no or telling me I can't do this, that, and a third. And um, I don't know. And then just the idea because, like, um, I don't want to be, like, is it blasphemous or something like that? I just don't want to be, like, yeah, you know, I love the Lord and just willy-nilly out here doing what I want, knowing that I, I just don't want to be unappreciative, like you were saying, of his mercy and his grace. Right. And it's just kind of like when I do find myself, you know, crawling out of the rabbit hole and looking down and be like, damn, that was a lot of <laughs> shit. Like, I'm just kind of, I don't know. Like, I think it's like I'm embarrassed of what I had to go through in order for me to reach the realization and everything. It's just kind of like, dang, like, it's no, embarrassing and then like you're just gonna take me back you just you just gonna you just gonna continue to be nice to me and bless me like it's but just he like, is like that's the thing he is i i think that's the part that is the most unbelievable about god for what's me what's the point in serving why him? i struggle so huh like what's the point in serving him if he's not going to take you back so like you done sinned and did all that stuff like with the logic you have, he's over it. So like, what's the point of all this? What are you trying to do? I don't like- I'm not even trying to put you out on spot. It's just me, you know, like we're just talking and so I'm just trying to- And I may be wrong, but I just don't understand like, or not even I don't understand, just my perception of God is that he has hand chosen us and he knows us and he knows our hearts. I always go back to like intention and him knowing deep down on the inside of you. And so like, if you stole candy out of your mom's cookie jar, he knows that you like sat, thought about it, realized, realized it was wrong, you know, realized that you probably shouldn't do it again and has wiped it away. And just like, like I, said, I think that's just what it is for me. Like I'm just very hard on myself after I realized that I've done something wrong. Like, and if anything, talking about this out loud really made me realize like my issue isn't necessarily with him it's literally me. Like, I'm the one that's hard on myself. I'm the one that's putting these restrictions and telling me like, you know, oh, this, that, and the third, but it's just kind of like, I don't know. It's kind of like an uncomfortable feeling to know that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I do. 
he's always going to love me. He's always going to be there for me. And he's always going to continue to bless me as long as I repent and stuff. It's just kind of like, well, why? Like, why am I deserving of all of this? Why am I worthy of... Cause, and then, like, I get caught up looking at the world, like, the worldly sorrow and all that other stuff. And I'm just like, it's other people out here literally going through unimaginable things. And yet you're, you're still kind to me. You're still treating me as though I didn't do anything wrong. Like, it's just baffling for me. Yeah. Like, I, it's a hard concept. No, I understand. I don't mean to belittle it either because I was just like you. And I remember like the first time I went to church back in college, like the first time I ever went back like by myself, I literally like bawled out. Like I was just crying. And I remember uh, I was literally crying because I was like, I don't belong here. Like everyone doesn't know all the bad things that I've done. And I never really had that, like took the time to even think about everything that I did. And I was like, like everything was just flashing before my eyes and I felt so unworthy. And um, I talked to, or a lady came over to me and she was just like talking to me. I honestly couldn't tell you everything she said verbatim, but I remember um, at the end, uh, they mentioned a verse in the Bible. I think it's in Romans or whatever. It's somewhere in the Bible. I have to look up the exact place, but it's like, um, God knows, or God's people know his voice, like just like a sheep. And those are two different verses. Let me focus on the sheep verse. Like, it's like, imagine like you're like, um, you're a sheep, God's the shepherd. And if one goes off, he will always go back. The shepherd will always go off for that one and leave the rest of the herd because the herd knows like, hey, this is where the shepherd told us to stay. This is what we have to do. But the shepherd is always going to come over and flock, like go for that one person. So when you drift drift off, God is always going to come back for you. And I think that's why I'm so like, I don't remember what I did to go, to get through that emotion of feeling like I wasn't worthy, but in reading God's word, fasting, seeking him, it just became more apparent to me that like, I am hand chosen and all of these things that I'm going through is essential to my growth and my relationship with him. And I'm not being judged for these things, which is why I stray from like the regular way of the Christian teaching because all, I mean, at least for me, I can speak coming from an African household. It was just like, you do this, you're going to hell. We can't talk about it. It's nothing to talk about. You do this, you're going to hell. You do this, you're going to hell. And so I began to fear God. And I mean, you should have some sense of fear for God, but I think that fear that you have is more so uh, a respect, like the way you would fear a king or even the way you fear parents. I know people just don't like the word fear, but like you already know when mom comes home, if mom said like food needs to be out of the uh, freezer and de-thawed, it needs to be out of that freezer and de-thawed. Like it's just uh, respecting. And so I just began to realize that like, I don't need to be afraid of God because he knows who I am. He's always going to come for me because I am his sheep, but I need to, it's just more so just respecting him and doing my best to respect him he's just always going to accept me and I don't know I just stuck with that I got to find that actual verse of the shepherd so I can give it to you but um I don't know it's just like you just got to understand that he's always rocking with you like just you know you've read the old testament I know you have to go soon so I'm not trying to hold you too long but it's like even when you think about the Israelites you see how they I mean they didn't effed up so many times but when you read in judges yeah when you read in i'm in judges right now when you read in judges like it doesn't matter what there was a point in the bible i think it was like judges five and god told them like i'm done like y'all go and call on the gods that y'all been calling on let them help you and the israelites were like no god we effed up like and god what did god do god sent them another person to protect them like god hand chose you and he already knows he already knew everything you were going to do before you decided to do it it's literally just about you recognizing like your fault and coming to him and wanting to do better. 
and just knowing that he's always going to come back for you and you do want to do better. That's why we meet up every Wednesday to read the word of God. You know, that's why you are actively seeking him and all things that you do. So I just don't think you should beat yourself up, but obviously you got to figure that out with, with God and all that stuff. And I didn't mean yeah. to get on this tangent. I was just so, you know, it was just, I just realized that I am always so disconnected from those things. Whenever we read those verses in the Bible, I'm just like, I mean, yeah, it's in the Bible, but like, I don't know. Yeah. I think for me, it's just the fact that it's like, cool, your hand, like, you know, I'm handpicked, whatever, whatever. But it's just like, even the handpicked people still like, like, um, I haven't gotten that far. I think I'm like at the beginning of Ruth, but the, what I've taken. So you have gotten that far because Ruth was after Judges. You got to reread that Judges. Judges is a really good read. I definitely do. I definitely do. Because honestly, what sticks out for me for the most part in the Old Testament was just when God told Moses, he was like, they down there thirsty, go tell them, I got them. And instead of doing that, Moses hits the, the rock with the staff and then water flows out. Mm -hmm. And because of that, God was like, I'm not letting you into the promised land. I was just like, damn, my nigga Moses did all of this and he still can't go. Just like, dang. Like, right. And like, I understand why you know because you know or not even I think I'm still um trying to figure that one out but it was just kind of like when I read that it was just like dang like I could follow everything to the T and then well he didn't really follow everything. that's what I was about to say he didn't follow and so like God is particular so this is what we had talked about um when we were reading with I think when we we're reading uh with Brianna, like going back and forth with God is not when when he wants something done he wants it done and you got to do it that that at that point like when you are given literal instruction do what you were told to do he don't play around with that from what we've seen like I, I mean look at Adam and Eve like, I just don't have time for the BS like you that's what that's how God is I need you to act accordingly to everything I tell you to do for what I've seen that's how it appears to be so I think when you get um instruction yes act on it but elsewise you know like even then, I think God is understanding of the fact that we are people. Last week we read, I mean, we kind of skipped over that verse this week, but it was in Hebrews 4, what, 14 through 16, it's talking about how Jesus was a human. He went through temptation, sin, whatever. I mean, not sin, temptation. He knew, he knows how hard it is. Like, God is so understanding. And so you have to remember that, that part. I don't know, like, I just feel like traditional Christian teaching is to, like, really scare you. And make you be afraid of God. And it did, girl. It really did. Yeah, I mean, no, me too. But I just kind of look at it as like I'm it sounds so funny, but like I'm dating God, but like not dating God. But like the relationship is as if we are dating. And like I'm really get I mean, he already knows everything about me, but I gotta yeah, get to know him. Know him, yeah. You yeah. know? And so like in that process, like just like when you're dating, like sometimes you mess up, sometimes you get somebody the wrong lunch, and then like, oh, I don't like onions, and like you learn, like, okay not to get that for them the next time you know and it's just small things like that I just try not to think of it as like a a tyrant you know ruling over people you know you give him the respect of a king because that's what he deserves but he loves you like your father loves you if not more definitely more than your father loves it I mean I don't know your relationship with your father my father whatever I didn't mean to like <laughs> say anything like that but you know what I mean he loves you as much as a parent loves you and um and definitely more than a parent loves you because he loves our parents so it's just like you know just I don't even know where I'm going with this but just don't beat yourself up that's all I can say and don't look at him as a tyrant because I think that's how everybody paints him and it's like when you see the stuff that went down in the old testament but he was yeah, still rocking with them it's fine. he was on some tyrant type come on now we're not gonna play like 
No, he does get down. He can, that's what I'm saying. He does get mad, but it's always when you start to you know go back and forth with him. Like every time he buffed up on Moses, it's because Moses was trying to meet him with some reasoning behind why he can't do something or you know trying to do stuff his own way not even only Moses there's so many people that decided to literally disobey him yeah like literally like blatantly speaking to me right now I appreciate this yeah um (laughs) you're welcome but I know we've been talking for a while I think probably like an hour and you have to go so let's wrap up today's uh reading you know we can talk again on our own and let's figure out what next week's read is Really quickly. I know it's a whole bunch of Proverbs. Oh, it is. Okay, I haven't even looked. Or no, yeah. it's Peter. It's Peter. Okay, what is it? It is um, Second Peter chapter 1, verses 5 through 11. Okay, so I didn't catch all that, but y'all heard what B said. That is what we'll be reading again. Say it again one more time for me, please, for the people to hear. <laughs> it is Second Peter's, I mean, Second Peter chapter 1 verses 5 through 11 okay second peter chapter 5 second peter chapter 1 verse 5 through 11 that is what we'll be reading next week so make sure you guys prepare that again if you need to see the list of verses that we are reading make sure you're following constance the podcast on instagram at constance the pod click on the highlights um, it's a bible study highlight and there you will see the list of verses that we are reading um Benita, do you want to close out today with a prayer yeah all right um lord Thank you for waking us up and everything this morning. Thank you for allowing, you know, just thank you for coming into today's Bible study and really like opening our minds and hearts to this passage for today. And I pray that everybody else that reads it, you know, gets some sort of resolve and, you know, and that you bless those that are tuned into this and, you know, everybody else that isn't. <laughs> and um, can, you know, and that you continue to bless Constance and I in all of our endeavors. Um, Amen. In Jesus' name. Oh, sorry. Amen. Oh, Amen. No, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe if you're listening on YouTube, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever podcast streaming platform you're listening to me on. Make sure you download today's episode. Make sure you leave a review, leave a rating. Um, B, is there anything you want to let the people know before we? Oh, what's your at name? Let them follow you. What's the? Oh yeah, yeah. Go on Instagram, follow me at Benice, B-E-N-E-A-S-E. And, um, you know, your girl is on the air, you did. Period. Um, <laughs> you just, all you gotta do is download the Simple Radio app, type in 94.7, the link, boom. And on Mondays from 12 to 2, I have a show called The Morning After where I just discuss black cinema. And um the series that i'm in right now is i'm talking about bt well tyler perry show sisters so y'all got to get into the combo with me on that <laughs> so y'all heard my girl benicia make sure you follow her on instagram at benice make sure you download the simple radio app um they got it for apple products they got it for android there's no excuse why you shouldn't have that app and um follow what 94.7 the link that's what you search for to listen to her and every monday from 12 to 2 you can listen to that and um yeah just make sure y'all staying connected with us i appreciate you guys for listening if you listen this far in because this is definitely this was definitely a long episode and um that is all i have to say peace